For February feature, GC Murray or Murray? Murray. Murray. Okay, I didn't want to say your name wrong. I thought that was it, but wanted to double check and make sure. Alrighty, so GC Murray, you're an attorney in Tallahassee, Florida, correct? Yep, the Paris of the Panhandle. Oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, GC. Oh, it's an excellent thing. Um, let's see a little bit about me. So, I'm an attorney. Um, that's really all I got for you. <laughs> Just a regular guy trying to make a difference in the world. Okay. Okay. Well, what sparked your interest in the law? What What made you want to be an attorney? So I have the blessing of uh, growing up with a dad who, he's a judge now, but he was an attorney. And, you know, when I was a little child, and I guess I was building up my skill sets and, you know, different understandings of, of, of things, the things that stuck out the most mm-hmm. for me were things related to the law so I think I eventually from a very early age decided I'm going to be a lawyer and uh, you know my dad's my hero so I just I, I watched him and I just walked in his footsteps and ultimately led me to, to a pretty similar path well that's a pretty direct link to a mentor there was no chasing or finding anyone you had someone in your household growing up to watch yep and I mean I I I can't credit that enough. Um, you know, obviously my mother had a huge impact on me as well. And I don't want to leave her out. But, you know, obviously watching a lawyer helps you understand what it takes to be a lawyer and helps you figure out if you truly desire that profession. And I did. But what it also did, um, which I didn't realize so much later, is it encouraged me to become a mentor as well because I know that everybody doesn't have that same benefit that I had. Oh, that's awesome. That's important. Okay. Um, I did a little bit of research because I wanted because I don't know you, so I wanted to find out a little bit about you beforehand. And I read that you chose to open up your own firm, like right after school. Like, why did you decide to, to do that out the gate versus working for another firm and later on opening up your own practice? Well, um, sometimes the, the most helpful hand is the one that's at the end of your own arm. So. You know, 2012, I graduated. I graduated fall 2011, took the bar, and passed the first time in 2012. I got sworn in in 2012. And the legal market was still recovering. There weren't as many jobs um, open as there are now. The, the, the jobs that were open were uh, pretty, you know, not, not high-paying um, jobs. Now left to, to kind of make you feel like you got the, the benefit of your bargain of going to law school. So... I've always believed that there was no such thing as an unemployed lawyer, so I thought the best thing for me to do was just to open up my own shop. And thankfully, because I had been so invested in the community at the time up here in Tallahassee, um, you know, I, uh, people came to me with their issues, and I was able to to help a lot of them, especially uh, doing personal injury, trademark stuff, not nonprofit stuff, and mm-hmm. then it kind of took off from there. Did enough of it. I kind of started understanding um, a little more about the nuances of personal injury. And then a association that deals with personal injury attorneys ended up hiring me as their uh, deputy general counsel. Okay. Um, Could you tell us a little bit about your diversity week at the Capitol event that you had? No, 
Yeah, I think when you say that, are you talking about the ice day at the Capitol? Uh, yes. Okay. So, yeah, I work in a legislative, uh, legislative capacity for the Florida Justice Association. So I have a firsthand understanding of the value of interacting with your state legislators, um, whether it's on the House side or on the Senate side. So I wanted to open that up to, to other people to get them to understand the, the massive effect that legislators and state politics has on their day-to-day life. So we just created, uh, through the ICE Foundation, we created a day at the Capitol so people could come up and kind of uh, kind of get a better understanding of what their elected officials are doing, mm-hmm. what are the issues to sure, and learn how to advocate for them or, or against policies, depending on where what their position was. So I just thought it was really important to to bring that to people who, who should be engaged in the process but may not be for right. just a lack of awareness. Right. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, sir, you are the first black attorney ever to be hired by the Florida Justice Association, the FJS, sorry, the FJA. How does that feel? And what does it mean to you to be the first black attorney? I'm trying to figure out how you found that out. <laughs> That's what the internet is for. <laughs> Damn, the, the interwebs. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I mean, you know, it, it's an honor because FJA has been around for 50 plus years at the time that I was hired. So, it, first and foremost, it was kind of just shocking that, you know, even in 2012, we could still make black history um, in the legal profession. It does mm-hmm. kind of shine a light to the need for diversity. But um, you know, it, it's a great organization, um, great place to work. I work for a great. Um, employer who's also my mentor, Paul Jess. He's one of my mentors. He's, he's a great guy. But what it helped me with, with the most was the understanding of my importance and the importance of diversity in a business and political capacity. I'm able to offer a viewpoint that um, for no other reason than my upbringing and, and genetics, I, I have an understanding of that they, they simply just don't. So I'm allowed to, to offer those you know viewpoints and sometimes make um, make an impact on the decision making for what I feel is for a betterment of the organization and a betterment of you know Floridians as a whole. Hmm. Now, are you from Florida? Yeah, I was born in Key West, and I was uh, raised in Miami Dade. My dad was actually the first assistant state attorney in Monroe County. The first, uh, let me rephrase, he was the first black assistant state attorney in Monroe County. Well, okay. So you're not the first in your family to pretty much be be the first. The first? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you had a really good mentor in that sense because it continued on down. Yeah. And I, I've done some other firsts too. I, I was the first person, first uh, African American lawyer to be elected to represent the second judicial circuit for the Florida Bar Young Lawyers Division Board of Governors. That was a mouthful. Wow. But, um, and that, that one is a little more surprising to me. And it just shows you, like, maybe perhaps a lack of awareness of the opportunities that are going on. Because, um, you know, there have been great African-American people who, you know, been in Dallas and could have had this position before me. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's puzzling to think why they 
why they didn't do it or, or you know, why was I the first one to become elected. So it's always it's always interesting to me, but I just assume that it has to be a lack of awareness because it certainly is on my It's not a lack of talent. Right. Right. And it's like, well, with it being now 2018, you were saying it's a shame that we're, we're still like having black history, um, mm-hmm. even though it's 2018 now. And it's like, well, it's like how has this not already happened before? Exactly. Mm-hmm. If you don't mind me asking, how young are you? Me, I just turned 30 last July. So I'm about 31 this July. Wow. That's impressive. That's impressive. Right. I had a feeling you were younger. I just didn't know if you were still in your 20s, if you quite made it to your 30s yet, but it's still, nonetheless, yeah. it's, it's still impressive. I certainly appreciate it. Um, now, with you being the president of ICE, which is the Innovative Community Engagement Foundation, correct? Yes, ma'am. Just want to make sure I have that right. Um, with you being the president, um, what are you most proud of accomplishing over the last few years? That was a very difficult question. I, I'm going to give you like the overview. I, I think it has to be the way that individuals have become engaged with the ICE Foundation. You know, we started off, um, you know, I started ICE with a couple friends who believed in my vision to stimulate different segments of society through mentorship, service, and professional development. And they gave me their time and their treasure and all of their talents to get it off the ground. It's just kind of crazy to see where it is now in terms of like its reach and its impact on people. Mm-hmm. We, we've been able to mentor at least a thousand students in the K through 12 system. Um, we've done big global projects with 300 kids at a, at a project, and we've done things like a mock child competition where students are allowed to. Oh, really? Yeah, it's been a pretty amazing. Um, been an amazing run. So that's probably the most. That's probably the guy that, that has to be the thing I'm most proud proud of is is the, our growth pattern. I mean, we grew financially. We grew by sixty percent uh, last year. Hmm. That's a lot. So people, that is a lot. Yeah. So we've been, you know, major organizations are starting to um, to work with us. Comcast is is one of our bigger sponsors. Now we're starting to get sponsors out of law firms and everything so it's just great to see uh, our message taking hold in the community and people are starting to understand what we do who we are and why we do what we do and they're helping out as well that's awesome it has to feel good to know that you have an idea it's like your baby it's coming to fruition but not only that it's like other people are noticing and wanting to be a part of it and help it grow also exactly no, it's, a, it's a great feeling Wow, and it's all—it's just awe-inspiring. It's just hard to imagine. Mm-hmm. It just sounds like you're invested in mentorship, like just mentioned before with you having a mentor of your own in the household and you becoming a mentor and mentoring others and they're becoming mentors also. It's like most often people are mentors without even realizing that they are. Um, but if you could give someone advice on mentorship, if they want to get into it, um, what would you say? Uh, I would say that, you know, when you're, when you're, so you're asking, what would I say to someone who wants to become a mentor? Correct. 
Okay. That's simple. Be, you know, be honest, be genuine, and you know, do your best to give people honest and good advice. It's really, it's, you know, there's nothing special about being a mentor except, I mean, in the title in and of itself, it, it's really what you put into it. And if you put a lot into, into people and you really want to help them grow and see them become successful and think about their issues like you would think about your own, then you'll be a great mentor. Um, the first thing I always tell my mentees or anyone that I'm trying to help at all is, you know, I, you know, once they figure out what it is that they actually want to do, which that's hard, that's hard in and of itself. Yeah. But once you do figure out, you know, hey, I want to do X, Y, Z, I always tell them, you know, you got you have to go to where the moose are. So I, I say the most world world renowned moose hunter. What is your number one thing? What is the core thing that you have to do first and foremost? Um, go talk to someone who's done it or is doing it, so they can better yeah. advise you. That's, Do your yeah, research, that's learn about it. That's a, all of that is helpful, but you could be, you could learn everything about moose, and that not make you the best moose hunter just because you know about it. Like, what is the, like, it's it? just the actually doing it mm-hmm. exactly. So, so you have to know and you have to go to where the moose are. So, I, like you know, obviously I deal with a lot of lawyers and law students, and so I tell them, like for example, if you want to be a trial lawyer. You need to know and go to where the trial lawyers are. You need to be. You need to speak their language. You need to read their books, read their magazines. You need to understand their case law. You just. You need to be so involved with the trial lawyers that people just think and accept that you are a trial lawyer. And I was like, that's how you end up becoming the best. So that's always my first primary thing that I, I try to teach mentees. They have to know and go to where the moose are. Awesome piece of advice. I heard something similar used in the um, beauty industry as far as getting into it how do you get to, to know all these people and get these connections and basically she, she said you have to be there go see where these people are see who they're interacting with and go do that go to these events and mingle with people you have to be in it so it's, it's interesting to hear that it's basically the same message across different fields Oh, yeah. Interesting. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, that's all I have for you, GC. You made it through. Right. You made dope. it through. Dope, dope, dope. I hope I wasn't too. Website, uh, www.foundationice.org. I see. Um, I also have a personal website because I do not-for-profit management as well as um, you know, like public speaking type things. Okay. And that's gc2esq.com. Okay, awesome. Hey, Basic Fam. The show today was produced by Basic LLC. Music was provided by Torian Miles. If you haven't already rated us, you know, it helps us get noticed. So one stars, five stars, it's up to you. But remember to subscribe and share and let people know about the Basic Buzz. All right, Basic Fam. See you next time.